Dr. Pepper. Mm. Getting it? Yep. Have you always been into Dr. Pepper? I love Dr. Pepper. Really? Yeah. I used to really... Uh, dark Pop makes me break out. Oh, really? It does. Mm. It's every time. Who knows if it's one of those things where, like, you know, you convince yourself in your head that, like, this is why I'm getting pimples. Yeah. But huh. I would stop drinking Dark Pop. It would go away. Go away. And then I started drinking one, and I'm like, I can feel it. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I did, do not drink Dark Pop. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you, like, uh, Sprite, 7-Up. Yeah. Those are fine? Yeah, those are fine. Huh. But I haven't had pop in so long that if like I have it, it kind of tastes weird. Yeah, it does just I just you know. Yeah, I don't have the palate for pop anymore. Yeah, you say pop or soda? Uh, I kind of go. I like jump around. Okay. I don't know. It's a weird. It's one of those like regionalisms. Yeah, soda or pop. I mean, I usually I think I usually just call it Coke. Mm. Like that was I, which no I think what is, it was. is a very like Midwestern thing, <laughs> and if I remember right. Hannah had looked up. They had you know made some map of like regionalisms and stuff. It was really fun to look at because uh, it was like a whole quiz where it asked you all these types of questions. Yeah, like, yeah. Do you say sneakers or tennis shoes or, okay. you know, like what, you know, word do you use for that? Like, um, or, you know, they would ask you in, in general, like, you know, what do you call the type of shoes you would wear to like run in, you know, and it's like sneakers, Sneaker. like jogging shoes, running tennis shoes, like okay. whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then you would go through all these questions and it would ask you all this stuff. And then it would say, like, OK, you're probably from like one of these like two states or something. Oh, and it was crazy. Right. It was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then you could. But then after that, you could look at the map and like where, you know, what you every uh, answer in all the questions sort of like connotes like okay. what region, you know, that kind of is, is pre uh, prevalent in. All right. And stuff. So, yeah, it was, it was really cool to look at. But um, but that was one of them. And I can't remember. Because, yeah, Hannah asked me the same one. She was like, what do you call it? I was like, I, I don't know. I just, like, I call it what it is. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, it's a Dr. Pepper. It's a Dr. Or <laughs> it's a Coke. Or it's a root beer. You know, yeah, like, yeah. I don't say, I, I I can't think of times that I've had to, like, you know, ever, like, generalize. Say, like, yeah. man, I want, like, a soda right now. I don't care what <laughs> right, it is. Right, it's right. like, no, I want, like, a Dr. Pepper. Or yeah. I want a root beer. Yeah. You know? So, anyway. We're off to a great start here. <laughs> we haven't lost a beat, Dorian, yeah, at all. It's It seriously is like we never stopped. Nope, not uh, at all. I mean, we kind of haven't. It's like we talk to each other all the time. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's kick it off. Yeah. I'm Bobby Navia. And I am Dorian Weinzimmer. Welcome back, everybody, to the couch. Yeah, it's been a... Uh, uh, would this qualify as a hot minute or just a minute? What's a longer period of time? I think a hot minute means that it's like it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. It's kind of. I feel like it's like a hot take. It's like yeah, okay. Get ready. So a minute, you know, is like a few weeks or something maybe, but a hot minute would be yeah. like, man, I'm seeing like two years. Right. Exactly. Okay. So yeah. maybe it's just been a minute, but uh, well, because we still recorded a little bit during yeah during lockdown. We did. We yeah. did. And then Spider Man Three broke us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's. I mean, it is undoubtedly the power of that film to just... Yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. Yeah, it it harmed me in ways. It did. That I will probably carry for a while. That I don't remember from the, you know, seeing it the first time. I don't remember it hurting that deeply. I was just like, well, that sucked. Yeah. You know, and, and left. But there was something about seeing it this time that was just like... I, it was like, I, you know, it, just knowing about filmmaking and again, like <laughs> Sam Raimi, just loving him so much. Like it was like I could see into the Matrix. So it was like I could see so much deeper into like how truly awful every decision being made really was. Yeah. And it was just it was really, really painful to most, sit through. Like most of that felt like because a lot of the principal background players were not like actors, but, you know, like crew mm -hmm. did not come back for the third one. So oh, there was a part okay. of me that felt like, okay, all these people know what kind of movie this is going to be, and uh -huh. they know they don't want to work on it. <laughs> yeah. So this is what happens when like the second or third string crew that are like, yeah, we could totally like imitate John Dykstra's work, and it's like, Oof. Oof, sorry, no, <laughs> yeah, that was well, yeah, we don't we don't need to re uh, rehash that entire no, we don't but. shit show, <laughs> but yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> Man, suffice to say that that did play at least some part in our extended hiatus here uh, that it we've did. had on the show. It did. It did. Um, yeah, obviously without excuse me, uh, getting into it uh, too much, since that's not really what this show was ever intended to do. There's you know been a lot going on in the world, and yes, uh, you know bullshitting about movies didn't seem like the most important thing to be like 
putting out into the airwaves for a little while. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, and, and not that it seems like the most important thing in the world now, but right. you know, it's uh, you know, there's a, at least a little bit of like normalcy that has reared its head and we're we're just clutching at it you guys yeah (laughs) we saw and we're like let's do the show again let's do it yeah um so here we are um and so all right so for our first and well this is the first time we're sitting in the same room it is together since when a little bit before march probably and we are definitely six feet away right now we're totally six feet away right now it's definitely yeah it's a thing we're good uh yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, we've been doing it remotely mm-hmm. previously uh, for yeah from like mid March up yeah. until the end of May when we went on unintentional hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, we haven't we haven't recorded in the same room together in uh, yeah like four months. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty wild. It's crazy, but here we are. It's good to be back. It is. It feels good. It, feel, new- it feels so natural. I'm just like, it hey, does. Yeah, you know, it's Friday. Here we are again. Bobby's here to record. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, this is the first time I'm actually like properly using our new pop filters, and I'm just like loving it. Yeah, they're wonderful. They're yeah, pretty you can great get all around. Yeah, you they're can like uh, they're like horseshoe shaped. Yes. Instead yeah. of the big flat disc that you usually see sitting in front, so it's like we can attack this from any angle. From any angle. Yeah, and uh, feels very good. A lot right. less cluttered. It is a lot less cluttered. Yeah. Um, all right. So for our first uh, episode back from proper quarantine, mm-hmm. proper lockdown. Yeah. We decided to go back and do what this show's all about. Mm-hmm. We're doing a trailer We're today. We're doing a trailer. Because <laughs> whether you want it or not, Christopher <laughs> Nolan's putting a fucking movie in theaters. So. And uh, I mean, we're going to fucking talk about we it. we got to talk about it. How could you not talk about Christopher Nolan? So we're going to do have the to. trailers to... Uh, there's only two trailers out to yeah. Tenant. Mm-hmm. Um, there was that like super, super teasery teaser that they put out prior to the first proper trailer as well it was like it was just like john david washington breathing into a you know respirator was that the first one that we watched uh, no there was one even before before that 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 was it was a tease like 20 second teaser teaser. that was literally just like yeah him looking at like the bullet hole in the glass and then like the window opening and him breathing and then it just said tenant and it was like okay (laughs) it's it's a movie (laughs) uh All right, so where do you want to start? You want to start with just initial reactions to the trailer and then get into all the uh, Chris Nolan? Yeah, I guess, yeah, there's there's a lot to discuss here because, yes. you know, we, we got to talk. When, when reviewing Tenet and its release in the current world that we live in, you can't help but also review Christopher Nolan a little bit <laughs> in the process. So <laughs> I think we need to we need to get into some of that. Because uh, I love Christopher Nolan, but this motherfucker, I've been talking about this, he's got a couple strikes against him right now, uh, in my opinion, at yeah. least, you know, and yeah, we'll get into that. So yeah, let's talk about uh, the trailers themselves first, as we would normally do on the show. So there's two proper trailers. Yeah. One is uh, like a teaser trailer. Uh, it's not not like that short, short one you're talking about. Yeah. And then the other one was released a month ago to reiterate to the world that like this movie is coming theaters, to theaters. Yeah. You know, so um it had a July seventeenth release date, which then got pushed to July thirty first, yep. which is now and now it's August twelfth. Yeah. So Dorian <laughs> What do you think about the trailer? Uh fuck it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you like one more than the other? I mean I I want to see this movie so fucking bad. Yeah. I really, really do. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I like uh, we were talking about this a little bit uh, already, but I, I like how different the two trailers are in a way, because like the first one uh, that's like six months old or something does present like the very bare bones of a story to you. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a little bit of just sort of like, I guess what we'll call like hand holding, you yeah. know, like there's somebody kind of narrating like you're doing this and then this happened, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, sort of guiding you through like, OK, but it doesn't give you much. You no. know, it just sort of, you know, because all these situations resolve in something very cryptic, yeah. you know, like welcome to the afterlife or yeah. whatever. And you're like, oh, I want to know. Like, <laughs> uh and and it's great, you know, in that yeah. regard. It gives you, you know, some like narrative meat, mm-hmm. like a very tiny, tiny bit. You can tell this is one of those things. Like that that is probably the first like fifteen minutes of the movie. Oh, I'm getting like hands, that. Yeah. Well, you've seen the first six minutes or so. I yeah, I don't know if it was the first six, but it was like a it was like a 
God, I don't know what they build it as. If it was the first six or just like a a scene, a scene yeah. from it or whatever. But that scene that uh, I saw is actually part of it is in the second trailer. Okay, and it's uh, the part where the woman is uh, saying, um, "People in the future need us; they need tenant." And there's clips of like an opera house mm-hmm. and like people like uh, not soldiers, but like SWAT team members that are like coming down or like running with guns in a hallway or whatever. And then there's like this big explosion mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, that was the sequence that we watched. Dude, a fucking SWAT team <laughs> running into an opera house is the most Christopher Nolan thing. <laughs> 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 I mean, aside from time manipulation, that's obviously yeah. like his thing. But, right, right. But just in terms of like his style and imagery and like his his preoccupations as a filmmaker, yeah, like that was just the perfect combination of like <laughs> his Britishness and his Americanness. You know, yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's go to the Royal Albert Hall, yeah, and then have a fucking like SWAT, SWAT team, team come down, <laughs> silently come down on ropes while everyone's asleep in here. You know. <laughs> It's uh, it's I mean, it's beautiful stuff. It's really compelling, and you want to know more about it immediately. But um, it's it's also just yeah, so him. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't like um, I won't. I haven't like thought about. I totally forgot that I actually saw that because that was in December. Well, and the and what followed it was oh yeah, Star you know, Wars was a sort of nine. traumatic experience for you because you you and Daryl came over here right after you saw it. Yeah. I mean, it was, ladies and gentlemen, I. I wish I had these microphones around at when when Bobby came back from seeing Star Wars Episode Nine. That it was, was rough. He was in rare form. Yeah, I was, was like, I was angry in the car. It's coming out hot. I was getting warm and sweaty in yeah. the car. That's how angry I was. I, I just mean, needed to get out and be like, ah. <laughs> that episode we did about it. You, you were able to vent, but I, I mean, was. When, when we got it, like you know, raw when it was still hot, <laughs> <laughs> straight out of the oven. Yeah. <sighs> It was a beautiful thing. Yeah, I think I told yeah. you that when you're ready to watch episode nine, I'll bring over my copy of J.J. Abrams' uh, Star Trek II Into Darkness because oh, that is a bar- that's a better movie. That's a better movie. <laughs> yeah, I'll stand by. I'll stand by it. That movie. So you can, so you can wash the taste of episode yeah, nine out it, yeah. of your mouth. It's such a better movie. <laughs> Star Trek Into Darkness. Yeah. yeah, that was another one. I turned uh, I like a few months ago. I caught like like 20 minutes of Into Darkness on FX okay. or something when yeah, I was yeah. eating lunch one day. Uh-huh. Saw that was on. I was like, perfect <laughs> lunch movie. Uh, oh, my God. It's so much worse than I remembered. I mean, I remembered it being pretty bad, but mm-hmm. wow. But uh, but anyway, so uh, with Tenet, though, so the, the second trailer that they put out, yeah, the more recent one that's like a month old, a month old. Uh, it feels to me like that one is advertising Christopher Nolan, you know, that this is a Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, the first one obviously had his name all over it, but this one, it's like, that's, that's the hook of the trailer right. is the name, mm-hmm. you know, cause he has, he's that big Yeah, and it works, you know, like we all want, you know, he's, he's the best, you know, mind fuck guy in the business yeah and everybody knows that. And so, you know, we want to kind of just, it, it's a perfect trailer in that regard because that's what they're selling with it, that the fact that nothing in that trailer makes a lick of sense. Uh, but you know it's going to. And you know he's going to explain it to you in yeah. such a, like, like genius-level, approachable way. But it's going to be, like, really simple, too. Yeah, well, exactly. Like, there's going to exactly. be, like, yeah, a simplicity. He's going to make it approachable. Yeah, right, But right, it's right. going to be some totally heady, super complex concept. Mm-hmm. But he's going to, you know, be able to, as a storyteller, like, that's one of his greatest strengths as a storyteller is being able to, like, uh, convey those kinds of ideas in a way that, like, is not only approachable but entertaining. Yeah. You well, know, right, right. it's fun to watch. Yeah. Like you're, But you're, like, also learning about quantum physics, you yeah. know? And, like... <laughs> time bending and mm-hmm. dream manipulation like whatever you know these really really out there uh things that, that he just makes into a fun movie but without with also without being reductive of the concept you know he still yeah. treats it with its full complexity yeah yeah and people you know still even when people come out of his movies still kind of confused mm-hmm. there's this understanding that like the answers are there i just didn't tease it all out the first time or like right. I, I just couldn't you know I was still stuck on this one idea mm-hmm. when he took it to another level you know and all of a sudden we're in a dream within a dream you know right, or whatever exactly. yeah and then a dream within a dream within a dream and like how do they all fucking stack up and you then know? you're in limbo yeah but it, <laughs> so it's like you don't feel cheated you always know like it's there mm-hmm. like the answers are there and you have like at least the 
framework understanding of the concept to kind of know what he's talking about. But you're yeah. like, ah, there's some details though that, you know, and then you watch it again. You're like, oh, okay, you know, and you right. get a little more and a little more, and it's it's just a great experience all yeah. around. And it's again, on top of that, it's fun to watch. You know, <laughs> like there's good characters, there's fucking great action scenes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's like it really he gives you like everything that frankly we should be demanding from movies this big, you know? Like yeah, he's, yeah. There's, there's like nobody else that really provides the kind of, you know, spectacle blockbuster experience that he does. Like you can tell he holds himself to such a fucking high standard right. with all this stuff. Like, no, I have to be, you know, as I have to go above and beyond what I've already done. And, mm-hmm. and you know, people know me to be capable of and just right. like keep pushing the envelope. Um, I rewatched the trailer to Inception. Mm. Uh, um, not because of any of the not because of any of the internet rumors as to how they may or may not be connected, yeah. which I haven't looked into. I'm not really. I haven't either. I'm I, not really drinking that Kool Aid yeah, because I like just want to watch the movie. Yeah, you know. And it seems like a stretch to me. It's yeah. like, I feel like the only thing is like the you know the breathing masks. Yes, is like the one piece of connective tissue, which mm-hmm. you know could just as easily be like oh, I don't know. There's a lot of imagery that is taken that crosses over between nolan films you know right yeah um but no like speaking to your point earlier about you saying how there's all these you know incredibly complex ideas he's playing around with but still makes it watchable yeah like one of my favorite parts of inception is after all the explanation building the worlds the architect you know all this kind of stuff once we get into the first level of the dream which is yusuf's dream Mm -hmm. uh it's raining and it's raining because there's a joke. And if you, if you, it's kind of one of those, if you blink, you miss it you yeah. know, when you watch movies, but like he gets in the cab and you know, someone says, Oh, had a little bit too to much to drink. And he's yeah. just like, ha ha ha. And it's just like, Oh yeah, that's right. Like you think of yourself sleeping sometimes and like your dreams tell you like you have to pee kind of, mm-hmm. or you like, you have that feeling yeah. and then you get up and go to the bathroom, but yep. it's manifesting itself as <laughs> rain in the, in the first level of the dream. And it's like, it's just so fun. That's like the fun part of it mm-hmm. that like he sort of injects into these these complex ideas. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I set this whole thing up, this dream thing, and it's complicated, but also like we can do something pretty simple and add a little bit of like comedy to it as well. Mm-hmm. And then just get onto the, you know, onto the story, whatever it is. Yeah. But um but yeah, no, I, w- I rewatched it again because I was looking primarily at like set pieces. I was trying to see if where dialogue was where where dialogue was in the trailer to Inception was happening kind of in be- like a couple beats action dialogue, this and that, where like the voiceovers were. Cause I just wanted to see how clearly it matched up. Mm-hmm. And even like the, the tag at the end of this movie with Robert Pattinson saying he wants to, you know, crash a plane yeah. and how it intercuts is a little bit s- same of uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt shooting and then Tom Hardy coming in. Oh telling yeah. Him he shouldn't be afraid to dream a little bigger and then, pulls out a grenade launcher right yeah. you know and like it's just a nice little like oh shit yeah, like that's tag. awesome yeah. you know <laughs> yeah that's like a pretty common like structural thing yeah and again i think that's like you know what what is cool about that trailer and the way that it's like selling the nolanness is right. like again it's it's structurally it's it's a pretty common mm-hmm. way to put a trailer together yeah you know in terms of just like this happens first and then we do this and then there's this little tag at the end and excuse me um you know, a lot of big budget movies do that same kind of like beat by beat, you know, ABA song structure type mm-hmm, of thing because mm-hmm. uh, it's effective. And, you know, with Nolan, it's like once again, it's he's taking like a, a familiar kind of structure. But this trailer feels so much different from the trailer for any other big budget movie because the whole time you're like, I don't get any of this, but I can't <laughs> fucking wait. Whereas, you know, usually the big budget trailers are like they're going out of their way to make it excruciatingly obvious right. what is happening moment to moment. So it's like, again, he's using like a, a familiar structure, mm-hmm. but he still manages to make it his own. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. and once again, that's like that's what he does as a filmmaker. Yeah. You know, he makes these are fucking popcorn movies like you could, you know, if you wanted to ignore all the like, you know, heady metaphysical shit and mm-hmm. just watch them as like action set pieces. Oh, they're great. I, they're still fantastic films. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to sit there and like think about shit, <laughs> they're great for that, too. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. right. Uh, and there's just like nobody else uh, that I can think of that's been able to really pull that off this successfully, this successfully and on this kind of like scale. I wondered you know? if like when watching the trailer again, it jumped across my mind thinking of like um 
I wonder if this is why like spy movies or James Bond movies are just so boring. Mm. Because there <laughs> isn't this like element and this is just like where do you take that sort of world? Mm-hmm. This world of men in suits, you know, espionage, like sitting down and having, you know, drinks with with the enemy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but then I want to fucking crash a plane and time inversion yeah. and shit. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, I kind of dig that. Like, I'm done with the, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm hunting my brother down or some, you know, mm. cockamamie shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. From like Spectre or whatever. <laughs> but I I, th- I was like thinking about thinking about that because Christopher Nolan has, has said that he's, you know, always wanted to do a James Bond movie. Yeah. And like, I don't, I don't know if he's ever like thrown his hat in the ring to it, but I every time there's a new... They, like, would never let him make the no, Bond movie wouldn't. that he wants to make, though. I mean, because the Bond movie he wants to make is called Inception. Yeah, right, you exactly. Know, we saw it. It was a James Bond movie, but Nolan style, yeah. and the fucking studio's not making that. No. You know, the, the Bond franchise, I should say, isn't making that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's but not, their, uh, not their stock and trade. Bastards. Um, but no, yeah, like, I feel like this is what I kind of want out of spy movies i guess yeah you know i mean i don't want anybody to like copy christopher nolan i want just christopher nolan to do it but i'm fine if there's like not a spy thriller for 10 years and then he comes out with something yeah do you know what i mean well it's like because i don't know like spy spy movies too just you know they're such a product of their time especially like you know the bond movies you know but uh but also it's just the way that like they were able to grab people back then, you know, the spy and like espionage community was so shrouded in secrecy. It was like, nobody really knew anything about them, you know? So you could have like, Oh damn, there's this like super suave guy. That's just like saving the world. And like, you know, having sex all the time. And it's like, it's crazy, (laughs) you know? And it, it felt like, you know, yeah, it was totally like fantasy and like fictionalized and stuff, but still it was like, I don't, but I don't know, maybe like, maybe there is a guy like this. (laughs) Um, and then, you know, that all, you know, has been totally demystified in the time since. So like, you know, going back to the espionage community, but now like getting into this whole, you know, not quite a cult, but more like metaphysical, like, Hey, you know, we've, we as a, you know, espionage group are like, we're so deep in that, like, we actually have access to these like ways of bending reality that like the public at large doesn't even know about, you know? So it's like now to the, you know, uh, type of audience that, you know, knows what the realities of espionage and Mm -hmm. things like that are in the world, you know, and how unsexy they are and just really kind of like horrifying. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, That like, you know, taking that, you know, kind of replacing that fantasy with something that appeals more to modern palettes, Mm -hmm. you know, by taking this metaphysical angle to it and, and presenting that now as more of like the you know, the, the unknowable component or the yeah. thing that makes it like a fascinating, right. you know, kind of uh, uh, excursion into the unknown. Um, all right, I got a couple questions about the trailer. Mm-hmm. So I want to know what you think. Yeah. Do you think Don J., uh, he's actually in the afterlife? Or do you think that's like a little... Yeah, like, you know, a, a, just a term they use a for... Term, yeah, yeah, like, like a, I mean, he he... Like, welcome he to obviously, the big show. He obviously undergoes some sort of change, you know, like yeah. like something happened. You know, he wakes up in that bed after he passes this test. Yeah. That they it say looks like not it took like, takes like cyanide because he's yeah. like foaming at the mouth. Right. Like right before his like. And I imagine it, it probably has something to do I, that there's going to be something with like he did like probably clinically die, mm-hmm. you know, and then they bring him back or mm-hmm. something. I, but, who you know, again, if no one wants to go into the afterlife, I will gladly take that trip with him. You know, I was definitely getting some men in his, black vibes. His version of the afterlife <laughs> is, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. Metaphysical espionage thriller <laughs> than like, I, you know, that's that's a dogma a dogma I could subscribe <laughs> to. <I think. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so I, I'm guessing it's more of like a, you know, like military code term kind of thing. Yeah, you yeah. Know, like, welcome to Project Santa Claus or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, shit. So so that's just my guess. But, yeah. um, but, I mean, something does happen, and it does seem like, yeah, there probably is some sort of actual death and rebirth that happens. Nolan, of course, loves, you know, like, like most storytellers, the... Uh, monomyth and you know hero with a thousand faces kind of structure so that death and rebirth is of course a massive component of that Mm -hmm. um but yeah because this time inversion thing is like is like a new thing to him too right and from what they've they talk the little bit of dialogue snippets you get in the trailer from that it seems like it's a 
you know, they're saying like he can communicate with the future. Oh yeah, like not uh, like not character. yeah, and not like uh, I wasn't sure who that was referring to. If it was him or um, if gonna... that was in reference to John David Washington, because it's like this inversion thing. It doesn't seem to be this phenomena that's just like happening in the world at right. large, and he just happens to show up where it. I think it's John occurs. David Washington that says he can look into the future, but you know, like once he woman once he says it. Either way, whoever says it, like we're seen. We're we're shown uh, Kenneth Branagh's character, mm-hmm. so it's just like yeah, I think that's right. why I'm led that's to believe right. that yeah. like this is who they're talking about. Yeah, you know, and then we just cut back to his conversation between Robert Pattinson and him, mm-hmm. and he's just like, oh, time travel, and he's just like, no, yeah, like, well, whatever. So this this whole inversion thing though seems to be some sort of phenomena that John David Washington has some sort of agency over or yeah. has become attached to him somehow as a result of this death and rebirth process or something like that. And then the way they use the word like tenant, it makes it seems like it makes it seem like he has to say the word tenant for this stuff to happen Mm -hmm. because he said, he tells him, he tells him like, I got one word for you. He goes, it can open a lot of doors, but like, I think he says something to the right doors on some of the wrong ones. too, Right. But like only use it like sparingly or something like, you know, only use it a few times and stuff like that. So maybe it's maybe it's like a spawn type of thing where like he's he's come back from the dead. Okay. But like he can only use this power that he has a number of times before he actually then dies. Oh, that was the thing with spawn. That was the thing with spawn with his armor. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder if there's something like that (laughs) is a. I know that actor's name is Martin Donovan, who, you know, says welcome to the afterlife. Mm -hmm. But uh, I wonder if he is, you know, the John Leguizamo (laughs) to his his Al Simmons. Uh (laughs) Wow. That should be pretty interesting. Yeah, this is maybe this is just Christopher Nolan's spawn. That's weird. (laughs) That's (laughs) really weird. weird. Yeah. Just hearing that. Yeah. It seems strange. I don't really I don't think I want to see that movie. (laughs) No. Um. Yeah, but anyway, this is a backdoor spawn movie. I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> I will be very upset. Um, what do you think about all the uh, principal players in the movie? I feel like so, this is like a young, young cast. It feels uh, like. Yeah, me. yeah, no, it's um, well, no, you know, John David Washington casting is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, just got, I'm not familiar with him at all. I did not see Black Klansman, mm. um, and even the people that I talked to about that movie uh, that said, you know, the movie was very good, were like, he was fine. Yeah, you know, it didn't seem like he really kind of delivered this mind blowing performance. Mm-hmm. Like he was good and all, but um, th- and that's the only thing I really know of him from. I don't know yeah. if he already had something on his resume that was really impressive that like, you know, caught Spike Lee's attention for uh, Black Klansman mm-hmm. or or what. I haven't really looked into it too much, but, you know, obviously going from that to leading, you know, leading a uh, Nolan being the lead man in a fucking Nolan movie is pretty wild. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting, though, because and I feel like they're kind of playing with this. So just in general, because I don't really know who he is as an actor, I'm yeah. not familiar with like his persona, I guess. Right. And I feel like they're kind of utilizing that to in their the advantage in the trailer because his kind of personality as a character in yeah. the movie, I don't really have a beat on, you right. know, and I'm but I'm like interested. I kind of want to know. Yeah, what this guy's like as a person because he's yeah. got he's got a little couple little quippy moments, you know, where he's like, "We'll try to keep up," mm-hmm. and you know, the like, "How do you want to die, old?" Oh yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, moments. So you know, he's obviously got at least some kind of sense of humor or something mm-hmm. or whatever, but uh, really don't get an idea of anything about him other than um, you know the physicality of the performance, right? Right. And right. so you know, again, I'm not I'm I don't think that's indicative of his character not having a personality or being underwritten. I think they're intentionally kind of being coy with that. Okay. So it's like you can you know you you know so little about this movie. You don't even know who this main guy is. Yeah. You know because I I don't I have no right. fucking clue. How did he end up here? Like you know why is he <laughs> yeah. why is he this guy yeah, that yeah. you know gets the tenant powers? We're I mean we're just so used to like like a Robert Pattinson is the main character mm-hmm. in the role or something. You yeah. Know? So, so it's interesting. It, it, it kind of adds to the excitement level for me, honestly, mm-hmm. just like, you know, it's another thing that I'm just like, fuck, I don't know. Yeah. Right. No, I, I agree. I think that's why, like when I started, f- started to first, like hear him speak in the trailers, it threw me off. Cause it just didn't, not in a bad way. It just didn't feel like a person. I kind of know what you mean. It yeah. felt kind of like it was, it was a little like, stiff, a little bit, Yeah. but I was also like, maybe this is the point is to, be this like it sounded like he was acting mm-hmm. to me and i was just like 
this feels weird. It feels like you're reading it somewhere, you know, like a, like like you said, like you're not. I don't. Um, I would compare this to hearing that like Matthew McConaughey was going to be an Interstellar, mm-hmm. you know, Matthew McConaughey in a Christopher Nolan movie. But we ha- have a palette for Matthew McConaughey yeah. in the world right now, but we just don't have that for Washington, which isn't a bad thing. But like that's what was like throwing me off so much. Uh, in both of the trailers, like yeah. keep you know seeing him. You it know. seems super. In, I mean, super intentional. Obviously, even from the casting stage, like yeah. I felt like that was a real. You know, Nolan's a smart enough director, obviously, to you know cast that way. Yeah, right. For a reason, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it's yeah. So it's cool to see. I mean, you know, and I'm excited. I hope. I hope this guy, you know, pulls it off. Yeah. <laughs> I wish him the best. It's a big load to carry. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, no. I mean, you know, in the second trailer. Uh, the more recent trailer, you yeah. get a little bit more of him talking, right, and interacting and with, yeah, other yeah, exactly, yeah. a little bit of the you know chemistry with other characters and stuff, and so yeah, that that felt like we got to you know see him a little bit more mm-hmm. at least, um, and and that stuff definitely felt better, you know, like the little walk and talk we see at the end with him and Pattinson oh, is yeah. you know is wonderful, right, right, and uh, but you know Pattinson is, just, I'm a fan, you know, oh, big um, time, yeah, <laughs> um, so aside from all of the Parts in the trailer that are, you know, we're moving forward in the trailer, but parts of it are reversing. Yeah. The water when they're on the boat, Mm -hmm. you know, certain images and everything like that. The sequence that uh, I saw in IMAX for it when I was telling you was at Opera House. There is only one one shot of something. Inversion. Inversion. Yeah. Which is, um, what do you call it? Just how it was when he, you know, caught the bullet Mm -hmm. instead of shooting it. Right. Um, it was somewhat similar to that, but it was uh, before, and I don't even think we had the word inversion yet in a in a trailer for it. So when it happened in the in the movie theater, yeah, it was right. like, "Whoa, what the <laughs> what the fuck just happened right now?" You know. So it's just like on top of um, because that sequence is just uh, that was shown was just purely uh, like action. Okay. Um, and there was literally like a small moment of what we now know is inversion, mm-hmm. and then the rest of it was just you know, action happening. Yeah. So okay. it wasn't even like uh, a spectacle other than it being in an IMAX and you're just seeing Christopher Nolan, SWAT team in an opera house uh-huh, kind of yeah. thing, you know, like aside from that spectacle. Yeah. So, um, so that was really cool, but it was still like, let's do a heat scene again, the- guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, exactly. So, um, but Aside from all that, I mean, I really like the trailer. I'm really, really excited to see it. I really love the music. Yeah. There's sometimes really I'm, I'm, it's like I love the music from the both of the trailers, but sometimes it, I'll watch both of them and just think like, oh, you know what? I think I like the first one more, but it's mm-hmm. because of the music right. and the way it just like revs up like whatever. It's really happening. good. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and not Hans Zimmer. Yeah. Which it's I'm really excited for. Ludwig Göransson, right? Yeah. The guy who did a uh, Black Panther. Yeah. Did yeah. Black he's Panther. he's doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> he did the theme music for uh Mandalorian. Oh wow. Yeah. Damn. And the um Disney Plus has a has a series called uh I think it's called it's called Gallery. And it's eight episodes and it's all behind the scenes on the making of Mandalorian from actors, directors, uh the technology they use. Yeah. But they have an entire episode that is just Ludwig Gorenson talking about the music. And how it was very refreshing not to be beholden to the Star John Wars Williams music, score. The John yeah. Williams score. He's just like that was. He's like as soon as I heard that, and it was just like you can kind of create something completely brand new. It was like sweet. And yeah, it's insane. <laughs> like where it just is process. It's really really cool to yeah. watch the process. People have been playing in John Williams' yeah. backyard for so fucking long. It's, it's just not even interesting anymore. No, it's know, not. That, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited. That turf is <laughs> tore up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited to hear his music for it because it sounds obviously there's elements that sound like Christopher Nolan, but yeah. then there's hearing the piano come in in the beginning of that second trailer. Is yeah, like there's very going to be there will be technological anxiety present in the score <laughs> in the yeah. soundscape of the film. Right. <laughs> that is unquestionable. Um, all right, let's talk about Chris Nolan. Yeah, and what's going on in the world? Mm. COVID's still a thing. Mm. Theaters are trying to open. Pretty convinced Christopher Nolan is trying to kill me. Yeah, he is. Because I want to go see this movie. I know. But I don't want to go to a movie theater. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I, I'd like, I'm not saying I'm going to risk the lives of thousands of people by <laughs> going into a movie theater, but if I were going to, 
It would definitely be to go see Tenet. I've actually been thinking about like calling the AMC at Navy Pier and being like, if I got like ten people, could I just have the theater to myself like at one a.m. or something? Yeah. Like, I mean, what can we can we make a deal? Because I'm paranoid, dude. Yeah, or fucking like something. Holy shit! I think about this. You know, they're renting out the small screening room at the Music Box. Yeah. What if that? I mean. They got a 35 millimeter projector in there. We saw a good time in 35 millimeter oh, in yeah, the screening we did. room. We did. They said this trailer clearly says in 35 millimeter, 70 millimeter, and IMAX. Yeah. I mean, I would prefer to see it in 70, of course, but yeah. if we get 10 people in that screening room, fucking watch, watch it. Tenet in 35 millimeter. Be nice. I'll fuck with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to. Uh we'll have to yeah. research this. Yeah, yeah. Uh I doubt that's you know gonna make any kind of. Uh, economic sense for them as a theater to be able to do a first run movie like that <laughs> yeah, in 35 right. millimeter but um yeah we can dream yes but yeah i uh i'm with you on that i like i really don't it's just going to be such a compromised experience you know it's yeah. like even the safety health concerns notwithstanding yeah it's just it's it's just not going to be right you know and i'm not going to be fully concentrated and like immersed in the movie because right. if somebody in the theater starts fucking coughing or like i don't know the person who gave me my popcorn had like a runny nose or some shit yeah right and i'm like which side of the bag did they touch and i'm just like trying to avoid <laughs> yeah, you know it's just not yeah it's no good you know i don't want to watch a movie like that no i agree I um agree. and it's just it's too it's just like too fresh of a wound still you know mm-hmm. that like just fully diving back into like yep just gonna go to the movie theater and see a movie like everything's cool yeah and just like lose myself in a film you know it's like it's just it's gonna be such a we're already doing too much of that with other shit in the world yeah and it's not it's not having like the best results so like yeah <laughs> <laughs> to keep to keep Plowing forward like everything's okay. Yeah. In a in a bigger enclosed area with more people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's 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 dicey. It is. Uh but I will say to be to to play devil's advocate. Okay. Um I do understand that like theaters are in like serious crisis. Yeah. You know, yeah. and l- that's not something that I want to lose. No, me you know, not. and if if like Honestly, major theater chains are going to have to start like shutting down. I mean, you know, they wouldn't just probably wouldn't all close down at once, but start like really limiting and like the theatrical experience becomes, you know, rarer than it already is, frankly. Right. Uh, that's just not good. You know, the, the industry is just moving slowly in that direction. And if mm-hmm. it takes a big jump that way, that's just going to accelerate the whole process, you know? Yeah, right. And um, I would hate to lose that. I'm not saying, like, you know, people should die so that we can watch movies together in a room. Yeah. But, (laughs) 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 you know. Yeah. You know, and and I'm not saying it's it's one of those, like, either Tenet comes out or, like, movie theaters go out of existence. You know, I'm not not trying to say it's, like, that doom and gloom. But, again, it is, like... But isn't that like anything that that moves that process along is right. just going to have like that much of a you know exponential effect down the road? Like that little bit of acceleration now is just going to get quicker because mm-hmm. it's going to look like oh, you know, more people are going to realize. Well, I haven't been to a theater in several months, and has it really been that bad watching movies at home? I don't know, you know. Yeah, right. right. And you know, just feeding that mindset by then making it even less convenient to go see a film because locations are starting to shut down, or right, it's like right. so such a fucking process you know to even do it and it's a compromised experience when you do mm-hmm. you know that's just gonna like convince people not to come back which yeah you know right. so it, it could even backfire on them you know that's what and, i'm like i'm pretty convinced that i am not gonna go to the movie theaters man, i'm fucking having a real hard time it's gonna take tenet actually coming out for me to make a decision yeah. Because they keep pushing it back. And in my heart, like, I get a little, like, wave of relief every time they push it back. So I'm like, oh, thank God. Every time they I don't push have it to back, make this I'm just like, they know. So I'm not fucking going. They know. <laughs> they know what they're doing. And, you know, because I think, like, that's it's not the, safe. The narrative. Yeah, right. It's not <laughs> safe. But also, the narrative is feeling like it's like tenant or bust. Mm-hmm. Like, and I kind of, you know, I love Christopher Nolan and I love Christopher Nolan movies, but I kind of hate that the aside from theaters needing to still operate, I still love theaters. I go to the theater. I prefer to see something in a movie theater. Yeah. Aside from that, I don't like that they're all like hinging on tenant Mm -hmm. to see like, 
what happens when it comes out. Yeah. Like, I mean, my sister, I was talking to my sister about it, and she was just like, uh, she goes, do you think that they'll, like, you know, do, like, a home release like they've done for other movies, like, just out of curiosity and stuff? Because I was telling her, you and I were going to talk about, uh, we were going to record and talk about Tenet. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know if they will. I doubt it, but, like, I was like, I can't, I can't imagine there has, there's not one executive that's just like, we have this in our back pocket yeah. because you're not even maxing out uh, the theaters because it's going to be like 50% of people that are, you know, like they're not 25%. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Right. But so they're going to be, be f- playing that one movie on every screen. Yeah. So true. it's kind of like, you know, yeah. rather than filling four screens, they're going to be a quarter filling four times as many screens. screens yeah. So net, they, you know, that, yeah. they, they could. I was wondering, like, do they make do, do like opening weekend wise? Do you think like it actually makes, you know. Even half of its money back, like does right. it make well, over a million in its think, first weekend or I what? I think they're taking a calculated risk with this yeah. in that they know, again, because it's Christopher Nolan yes, and right. because it's Tenet, that like if they put this out in August and it underperforms, yeah. no way they're doing a home release. Okay. They're just going to wait until next summer and they're going to do another theatrical release with it okay. because everybody yeah. who stayed here, I would be like, thank God, I'll go see it next summer. No, they will you. fucking, they will top that weekend, no problem. Yeah. A year later, even with people already having seen it, spoilers being out on the internet, you know, of course, shit like that. Yeah. I think with, again, with Nolan, like, I think you can pull that off. Yeah. Even if people know what it is, like, you still haven't seen it. He's got the fan base for it. Even if you learn, like, you know, you read on Reddit or whatever, like, what the movie's about Mm -hmm. and, like, all the spoilers and shit, the spectacle he brings. Yeah. Like, you haven't seen that shit, you know? And, like, I don't care if you know what the whole story is. You still got to go fucking see that shit. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it's... You know, it's again, it's it's kind of like the only movie that could possibly be used to do this mm-hmm. in a way where it's like, hey, we can we can try to do this and try to, you know, get theaters going again and right. get com- people comfortable with that. But even if that backfires and it just makes people go like, no way, Not doing that was right. an awful experience. Yeah, I yeah. never want to watch a movie like that again. Um, fine. Wait a year. Hopefully things normalize again. And it's like another I mean, dude, next summer. It's gonna be fucking wild. Yeah. <laughs> like Jesus Christ. There's gonna be like a studio tentpole movie coming out every weekend. A lot of bubblegum movies. Yeah. A lot of bubblegum movies. Um Yeah. And I mean, and guaranteed, like they will throw Tenet back in that mix and it will fucking be the top movie again. Yeah. yeah. You know, they might and then they'll do a home release, you yeah. know, because there's no way like Christopher Nolan's gonna let like a digital home right. release become the way that most people see this film, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, but if they did it, would so you it's rent, interesting. If they you know, did it, would you rent it? Oh man. <laughs> I mean, I'd have to know what their plans were. If they were like, we're gonna put it out in theaters again, but okay. we're making it available, yeah. you know, at home. Yeah. Then I would probably wait. But if it was just like, I know it's just a home experience from now on. It's never gonna be back in theaters. Yeah. Then of course I'd rent it. Okay. I'd probably right. just fucking buy it. You yeah. Know? yeah. 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 I'll be a complete hypocrite, and I will pay the like forty dollars. Yeah. To rent it for two days you know <laughs> just fuck the industry further it's like you know yeah. what theaters are crashing and burning anyway let's go let's do this <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know like as of right now i don't feel i don't feel like i'm gonna go to the theater to see it yeah i like I'll, i don't think i'm gonna go and you know i just there would literally have to be like a 5 a.m showing on like a Saturday morning uh-huh. for me to like plan to go because I want to see it in I do want to see it in 70 I would like to see it at Music Box but yeah. the experience I had seeing it at IMAX in 70 like I know for me that's the first that's the first way I see it yeah is is, is there I would love I would I would want to see it there like that so um, and I know when they did Dark Knight Rises we were still shooting rot but we ended up being like off that weekend it came out and mm-hmm. like IMAX added like a 3:45 in the morning show. Jesus. And I went to it. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I remember. That. I went to that shit. And uh yeah, I was done at seven in the morning. <laughs> Walked out, got breakfast, and amazing. went to sleep. Breakfast of Bubba Gums. Yeah. Was, <laughs> I think I went to the uh the Yolk restaurant like, oh, down, yeah. the, down over there by the AMC theater. That's the amazing. Other ones. But what yeah. about so what about um like what if music box shows it in seventy? Because right now they're doing that's a seven hundred and fifty person theater and they're only letting in fifty people. Uh, I might be more inclined to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like... I don't know why I trust 
No, I do know why. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, I, mean, I was about that's, to say, I like don't know why I tr- trust like, maybe Music Box a bit more yeah. than I would like AMC Navy Pier IMAX, even though like that's how I want to see it. But yeah. I would see it. It's. Box. I mean, that's like 7.5% capacity. Yeah. Like that's really, li- I that's mean, that's really a fucking big room. Yeah. What is it? 700? I've, pe- over I'm 700, right? 750. People? 750. Yeah. yeah. I've seen that room with 50 people in it. It's, <laughs> there's a lot of space. <laughs> yeah. I would do that. I would do music box. Yeah, I'd like uh, that's that's kind of what I'm hanging my hat okay. on. That. Like right. I, that's the decision I would feel the best about. I forgot about the 50 people. Yeah, because yeah. I'm not, you know, and I I don't know. They might even try to up that because again, they only have the one theater. They can't do what the other theaters are going to do and sell it at low capacity, but just fill every screen with it. That's true. They don't have 20 screens. They've got one. You yeah. know, they have the small room too, but I think they're limiting that one to like 12 people or something like that. Uh, the small one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, th- I think was it. Yeah. But um, yeah. So I mean, it's possible they could do. You know. But man, that would be knowing it's playing in seventy millimeter in the room next it? to you, yeah, and dude, you're watching it in like thirty five, <laughs> and you're fucking, you know, your friend's like weirdly Italian themed, you know, man cave like screening room. <laughs> uh, not to besmirch the screening room at the music box. I've, no. I've had many vastly pleasurable yeah. experiences in that space, but uh, you know, it's. It's cozy. <laughs> <laughs> I've had some uncomfortable experiences in that room as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's the one thing because again, I do feel you know the same as you. This sort of like ethical dilemma that it's like even if I'm okay with it, like, do I want to become that carrier, you know, or like that extra yeah, link in the chain of yeah. like the people that are coming in that aren't me that maybe I get it from or maybe I have it and give it to, yeah. and it's just that extra you know, piece of the puzzle that like we're taking maybe a more than necessary risk here with right. that type of contact. Um, I also feel like, I mean, I work in retail and more and more there are at the beginning when like my store opened, you know, um, I feel like people were more on it about the masks being on all that kind of stuff. Right. But now getting comfortable, they're getting comfortable and it's everybody's below the nose. Like everybody's like, the top lip is over the, you know, <laughs> front of the mask, you know, and like, I, I, it's just people are getting too comfortable when they shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when theaters open for as, as serious as they are about how their cleaning methods are going to be and the limited menu and all this other kind of stuff, like, you know, the general populace will go in just kind of not at, not taking it as serious because mm-hmm. we're we're in that mode right now or like the world is in that mode of like yeah i can have it below my nose and it's just like no that defeats the purpose of having a mask on if it's yeah. below beneath your nose like right you know and that's how you're gonna walk into the theater and all that kind of stuff and yeah everybody is eventually gonna just take their mask off when it goes dark mm-hmm. to, to eat or drink yeah or i think once you're so, in your seats and stuff yeah. you're allowed to because you're right. in your like little cluster you yeah, know exactly. people and you're distance but yeah it's like you know you run to the bathroom or whatever mm-hmm. they don't put their mask on exactly it's like are they gonna like kick you out for that i don't think so but no but still it's like they're just gonna be like just you know hurry up don't do it again or whatever yeah. but again that's like okay well that's that's how this gets around you know yeah. <laughs> um so yeah it's you know it's it's like an impossible task you know because you don't they're you know they're in the customer service industry right and you know this mask requirement obviously a lot of people have like their fucking issues with it um which cracks me up too. And they're like, you're encroaching on my freedom. It's like, well, as a private business, you know, they have the freedom to protect the safety of their employees and patrons. Yeah. So that's them exercising their freedom. Mm -hmm. You know, you can exercise your freedom by fucking not coming here. (laughs) 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 You don't need to come here and break the rules and call it an encroachment of your freedom. Don't got to wear a mask in your own home. So yeah, it's fine. Plenty of other places you can be fucking careless, you Mm -hmm. know, but these people have a right to protect their business, you know, and the people that inhabit it. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it just seems, yeah, I don't, I don't trust other people enough. Like I, it's, it's exactly what you said. Like, sure. I, I think the theaters, you know, especially music box, I think is going to do a fantastic job yeah. of keeping things clean, you know, and, and, you know, going by all the guidelines and all that stuff. They're just like really stand up organization. And I know they're taking this seriously from yeah. all the, everything that they've done over the past several months. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and again, also Music Box, I feel like in general, you know, the clientele 
you know, liberal arts kind of crowd people are yeah. generally the type of people who are kind of taking this seriously and you don't right. want to be fine with wearing a mask and you know, all that type of shit. But, but again, it's Tenet. It's Christopher Nolan movie. People are going to be fucking coming out of the woodwork to see this shit. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's just a different crowd than like, you know, if we were going to see 2001 and 70 millimeter yeah, exactly. at music box. I'm like, I can guarantee you everyone's wearing their mask and obeying the rules at that screening. Yeah. You know? right, yeah. Um, Cause I've, I've been to full house screenings of that 750 people. And it was pretty much like that, you yeah. know, <laughs> before this happened. So very, very orderly crowd, you know? Um, all right. Well, I think overall we're both pretty excited to see this movie. Yeah. I can't wait. I want to see it. I'm I think the trailers look great. Everything looks fucking. Yeah. It looks amazing. It looks like everything I want Christopher Nolan to be doing. Yeah. Um, is this like the most Nolanist movie? Yeah. This, this is, is the most like, Nolan thing that ever Noland yeah. is Tenet. I can already tell. Yeah. I mean, the trailer <laughs> is just, it's like I said, the, you know, the SWAT member is descending into an opera house. Like, it's just the most Christopher Nolan thing ever. Sick. Boats, boating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Time inversion. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's all just, you know, it's like techno babble that you know is going to get paid off. Yeah. Or I guess it's like metaphysical babble, but <laughs> whatever it is, <laughs> it's shit that like in any other filmmaker's hands, you would just roll your eyes and walk away. Yeah, and right. Be like, oh god, okay, don't start with the science talk, right. guys. It's it's enough. I'm I'm having fun. Let's just continue. With Nolan, it's like you come for that. You yeah. know, it's it's so such a different experience. It's like he gives you the spectacle because you want the exposition. <laughs> uh, Every yeah, other trailer is the other yeah, way yeah, around. Yeah. Like they give you all the exposition to get you hyped up to go see the spectacle that they're going to tease you with, you yeah, know? Yeah. And uh, if he can, you know, he can put it right in front of your face because he knows he's like, this doesn't mean a goddamn thing to you until <laughs> I explain to you why it's important. Yeah. And uh, yeah, can't fucking wait. I just wish, yeah, obviously the only conflict I have with this is the same as you, just the dilemma of like, I mean, if this actually comes out on August 12th, Jesus Christ, of course I want to rush out to the theater and see it, but I'm just, I don't know if I'm ready. Yeah, I, I'll i do it probably if it's the 50 seat. at If they keep it at 50 at Music Box, that I'm a little easier on that. Yeah. You know, for sure. I could get myself comfortable with that in the next, you know, month. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my last thought for this trailer is, you remember that part in Inception where they go uh, see all those people who are, sleeping in that room mm -hmm. and that guy's like they don't come here to sleep they came here to wake up yeah right. part of me feels like christopher nolan's trying to wake me up right now with this movie. <laughs> like when you say it's the most you know nolan movie that ever nolan it's just like that's what it that's what it feels like to me yeah it's like he's about to slap me in my face mm -hmm. and i'm just gonna and he can't wait i mean maybe that's part of his push right now like people need to see this right now more than ever yeah they need the lessons that i have yeah uh, what if the package so if the cure to COVID is in the movie Tenant? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to make light of you know, obviously yeah. the real horrible shit that's going on, but well, I mean, if if that were the case, though, then I wish they'd stop pushing it back. True <laughs> <know>? that. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with you. Let's get it. Let's get it out on the seventeenth. <laughs> we got we got a week, guys, <laughs> and COVID's over. Uh, all right, I don't have anything else to say about this trailer. We're both excited about it. Yeah, can't fucking wait. It's and, amazing. Uh, if we do go see it, we should. Uh, yeah, but don't, you know, don't try to like murder me and my family, Christopher Nolan. Yeah, I want to be here for a while. Yeah, yeah, I want to <laughs> see your next movie. Yeah. which I know this one is it, but I'd like to see you know the next couple. Yeah. So, all right, thanks for listening, everybody. Yep, yep. Peace. <laughs>